Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. And freedom is leaving other people's cupboards alone. <laughs> when we are in this food struggle, food becomes such this high priority and takes up so much mental energy and space that it's not only our own fridges and cupboards and pantries that we're keeping track of what's in there and thinking through that inventory and thinking, should I have it or should I not have it? But this extends to other people's places. It's the compulsion to look in other people's cupboards, to look in other people's fridges, to you know monitor what's in other people's pantries. I know that especially going over to family members' houses, I was always the first to volunteer. Like, oh, can I can I get something from the pantry? And I would just feel so embarrassed, like standing in there and like seeing how many cans of this they had or like seeing if they had this and like oh they have chocolate chips or like oh do people know that these chocolate chips are you know in here or that these are open or this is about to expire and logically i knew this is like ridiculous to monitor other people's food like what am i gonna go out there and do be like hey did you know that this is about to expire like that didn't seem appropriate i would totally do the whole sneaky of like oh, maybe we should have some of this for dessert. Don't, don't you have some of that? I thought I saw some of that in your pantry. Again, embarrassing. But freedom is to not even have it cross your, your mind path, to not even have it occur to you to go and to look at what someone else has in their cupboards for food. Because it's not your stuff and it's not your food and it doesn't matter. And you're there to spend time with the people and not to eat food. <laughs> that is theirs. So it is just this wonderful freedom to be able to be present with people and to not have this, this other embarrassing agenda of keeping track of other people's food. And freedom is not trying to find your body, I'm putting that in quotes, in the crowd. So when we have this obsession with food and body and when we're really concerned and aware of what our own body looks like and what shape it is and monitoring uh, you know, our weight and our measurements and all of that. We just have this constant mental energy that's putting, that's going toward this hyper-awareness of not only our bodies, but other people's bodies. So a really common experience is you go out in a crowd of people. You're at the beach, you're at the mall, you're whatever. And you're trying to find the body that looks like your body. like. Is that woman the same size that I am? Like, are her thighs as big as my thighs are? Are her thighs smaller than my thighs are? Like, trying to find your body in the crowd for like, well, you know, am I the biggest one? Am I the smallest one? Is this, is my body acceptable? Uh, who looks like I do? And then how do they look to me? Like, if that body looks like my body and I'm perceiving them this way or I'm looking at them this way, is that what I look like? It's like trying to figure out what you look like in other people's bodies and then trying to compare your body to everyone else's bodies and it's really maddening and weird and especially with like that body dysmorphia like you don't you're not really sure what you look like <laughs> and so a lot of times it spills over to even asking other people like uh 
are her arms as big as my arms? Are her thighs as big as my thighs? Does her butt look like my butt? Because although we're super hyper aware of our bodies, there's also this question mark of like, what do I actually look like? What size? Do, do I look that bad or that good? Or like putting all this judgment on it. And to just be able to go out in a crowd of people and like, I have a body, they've got bodies. It's a non-issue. I'm not even thinking about it. It's such a beautiful freedom to not have to figure that out or find that out and just feel at peace and worthy and acceptable and lovable and neutral about your own body and other people's where there's no need to compare. And freedom is no more scarlet letter. So this feeling of shame and that people know what we've done and that we're binging and that the, the results of our binging, whether it's in you know our face being puffy or our eyes being puffy or us being bloated or us having gained the weight or us, you know, our whatever it is, how it's manifesting physically, what's coming up and manifesting emotionally, just like the, the feeling that people can tell that we are not well, that we are not in control to walk into a place and just feel like there's this this scarlet letter where there's a reason for us to constantly be ashamed wherever we go. It's a really hard way to live and it's very much a part of, you know, being in this problem, especially for a long time. And it's such a wonderful aspect of freedom to be able to walk into wherever, to be with whoever, and to stand tall with our head held high, and to know that even if someone knew how we ate, even if someone knew everything, that we can be grounded and that we can be proud of who we are because we're proud. We are in integrity with our own choices and our own health. Like, and it is such a beautiful aspect to have that feeling whenever whenever we go anywhere, including being on our own. So that's a beautiful aspect of freedom. And freedom is being able to savor, to savor our food, to savor the moment, but especially to like be able to eat something with the really true organic all the way through how we actually feel reason because we want to savor it like oh i'm gonna eat this slowly and i'm gonna savor every bite and i'm really gonna enjoy it not because we're trying to do that to restrict calories or because we're trying to do something the right way or because it's something that we're doing to try to get ourselves under control just because it's simply our through and through desire to be able to savor it one of our grads was celebrating she's like when i ate something delicious when I was, you know, in this place with a struggle with food. She's like, whenever something was delicious, it was always, how can I eat as much of this as possible? How can I get as much of this as possible? How can I eat as much of it as possible? How can I get as much that, you know, belongs to me of this as possible? Versus on the side of freedom, she's like, I get to savor my food. When I run into something delicious, I'm like, oh, I want to really enjoy this and savor every bite. And it is such a wonderful way to live and such a wonderful way to eat when there isn't a pressure or an obligation where it's simply like, oh, this is how I would like to eat this just because, of course, I'm a normal eater. And freedom is not having any grocery have to. So in our community, we were chatting the other day about that a lot of our grads you know, were daily grocery shoppers, right? It was either... I can't have food in the house, so I have to go and just get the food that I need every single day to try to control myself. Or it was this element of 
I am just thinking about food all the time and it's such like on my radar that I am needing to go to the grocery store every single day. That's just like part of what I do and what I think about and that it has to be me and I have to pick it out and I have to make sure it's all the right thing and I have to make sure it's the right brand and it's the right calories and that the produce is just so and the vegetables are just so. And it's so nice on the side of freedom to have no grocery have tos. Um, a couple of our grads were celebrating like grocery delivery, like letting other people pick up your food and deliver it, which just wasn't available to them when they were in this food struggle. And now it's like, oh yeah, I could just not go to the grocery store anymore. I could have other people bring me groceries. I could like, oh man, I forgot to grocery shop for a little while and I'm running out of food. I better go at some point. But there isn't this mental and emotional energy that goes toward it. Like the grocery store is just as neutral as a place as the post office or the park or the nail salon or whatever else. It's just like, oh yeah, it's just another stop in our errands. And it is so nice to have food in its place that way. And freedom is, being free of the constant personal development, the constant work on ourselves, the reaction to desperately feeling like we're broken and that there is no moment where we do not have this large obligation to work on ourselves. Read the next book, take the next course, figure yourself out, delve into all the aspects of you, which by the way, is a wonderful thing to do on the side of freedom. But when we're in this food struggle, it's this have to, it's this grind of constantly working on ourselves, where personal development isn't something that we do to enjoy our lives at a higher level. It's something that we do because we're under constant obligation and always behind and not good enough. And if I'm still eating this way, then I must be so broken that I've got to get the new book and the new thing. I'm constantly listening to audiobooks and I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to read this book and I'm going to go to this seminar. And what's so wonderful is that on the side of freedom, where you aren't making up for anything, you're not reacting to brokenness, where you know that like your struggle is done. Like you don't have anything controlling you. Like the thing with food, not an issue, not an issue at all. And so when you have neutrality around that, you're coming from a place of instead of, I'm a broken person that desperately has to try to fix myself, is I am a whole and worthy and complete person and I don't have to fix myself but wouldn't it be so wonderful to live with even less suffering or with even more mindfulness or, oh, isn't this a cool thing that I can explore because I'm curious or, oh, here's a belief that doesn't serve me. Wouldn't it be fun to shift that? And, oh, here's a workshop that I would love to go to because that's just of interest to me. Things can be even better instead of escaping that misery. And it's really beautiful to see how so many of our grads have been on this very long personal development journey, which is you know, a wonderful thing in a lot of ways, but they weren't able to enjoy it because it was always under the burden of, but the food thing isn't fixed yet. And once the food thing was just fixed, we've heard over and over of like, wow, I'm actually getting to enjoy and utilize all of this personal development that I've done because now I get to do it from a get-to place versus a have-to place. And it is such a wonderful thing. And freedom is getting to buy comfy clothes. It is wonderful to feel comfortable in your clothes and to wear soft fabrics and to not have like elastics or constriction or things cutting into your body. <laughs> like there are so many super uncomfortable clothes 
that we sacrifice our comfort because it's supposed to make us look thinner. Whether it's, you know, the wires or the tight elastics or the constriction or the shapewear, the things that try to manipulate our bodies so that we feel okay being seen versus on the side of freedom, when you feel so comfortable in your own skin, then you get to clothe yourself for whatever reason. It's not only to try to look thinner. Now it's like, oh, I now get to clothe the body that I feel so good in with things that are soft or are nice or are stylish or are, you know, the ways that I would love to express myself. And part of that is getting to wear comfy clothes because there's a, a bit of an opposition between things that are comfortable and things that make our bodies appear smaller. Because if you take a body that is this size and you try to cinch it in to be this size, there's going to be a pressure and a discomfort. <laughs> and to clothe our bodies that we feel so comfortable in, in fabrics that are not meant to constrict, but are meant to be flexible and soft, um, that's a great way to live and at least have the option to live that way. So freedom is being able to wear comfy clothes. And for your next step to freedom and comfort, go to lifewithlydia.com. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work. No matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off.